Welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast. I'm Lynn Wilder. And I'm Michael Wilder. And again, we're doing another podcast with our dear son here, uh, Matt Wilder, who has a chapter in this book here. You can read it. And if you read this book, if you, if you want to get this book, just read chapter three. It's so good. But make sure you read the whole book. But chapter three is really good. I'm not boasting now. I'm not boasting. I'm just saying it's a really good chapter. So, for, um, honey, for our radio listeners, I will name the book. It is. I know. That's read. right. I'm holding up a video. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then nobody can see the name. So, the name of the book is Lynn Responding to the Mormon Missionary Message. Okay. Matt Wilder go. has a chapter in this book, which we talked about in part one with Matt. He told us a little bit about what it was like to be a Mormon missionary. And at the end of his um, part one, he was telling us that he came to understand the difference between works-based faith and being saved by the grace of God. Matt, welcome back. Do you want to kind of tie up that story for us about you coming to Christ? Yeah. So um, after my Mormon mission, uh, I was at BYU and my younger brother, Micah, got saved when he was a Mormon missionary in Florida and had read the Bible and had encouraged our family members, including you guys, of course, and, and our sister, Katie, and everyone to just read the Bible as a child. Um, by the grace of God, I took this challenge and I was just uh, kind of going through my own journey. As I mentioned earlier, there were people along the way, for example, on my mission in Denmark, who had, had reached out to me and shared the good news of Jesus and asked like questions like, why can't what Jesus did on the cross be enough for you? Pointing to the simple message of the gospel of, of grace and sufficiency of uh, trusting in what Jesus did for us. And so at some point, uh, uh, maybe within a year or so after I got off my Mormon mission, um, I came to faith in Jesus Christ and received him as my personal Lord. I went into detail a little bit on the last episode of, of of kind of what that experience was like for me and encountering Jesus um, when I called upon the name of the Lord and when I received the grace and the forgiveness that is through faith and uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ and how that has changed my life and gave me just a, a peace and a rest and assurance that I was saved and forgiven and that God loved me and I entered into a relationship with him. And so um, when I got saved, I did the same thing that my brother Micah had encouraged us to do, which was to start sharing the good news of Jesus with people around me and encourage them to read the Bible as well. And one of those people was my uh, friend, Nicole. So uh, I snatched her up real quick. We got married. <laughs> We've been married now for 17 years. And the, God called us out of Utah to Florida. And as we continued to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, eventually the Holy, Holy Spirit would call us along with other people who came out of Mormonism, including our daughter, our, or your daughter, Katie, and my sister, and our brother-in-law, Joe, and, and Micah and Alicia. Micah's my brother, and some other people as well who all came out of Mormonism. We, we uh, formed this ministry, Adam's Road. We believe uh, the Holy Spirit had called us to begin publicly testifying to the gospel of the grace of God. And really, our hearts were just to emphasize the power and significance of God's word in transforming lives. And so we all had kind of the common ground of, of being musicians or having some level of a kind of gifting and music and so we used that uh, along with sharing god's word to really just offer it as an aroma of christ to try and help spread the fragrance of the knowledge of jesus everywhere and so we began uh doing that in 2009 and been doing that ever since uh, in 20 
2017, uh, I felt a special call to specifically uh, do an additional branch of our ministry, which is called Adams Road Piano. I kind of have a little bit of a background as a concert pianist, and that's what I studied in college at BYU was piano performance. And so the Lord's opened up doors over the years to be able to utilize uh, that musical gift in a way that um, glorifies Jesus to where I use um, piano music and um, narration and quoting of scripture to tell the story of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, and it's called Adam's Road Piano. And so I'll go around and I'll show piano concerts and, and um, we'll go through, uh, we'll go through the gospel of John or we'll go through the book of Hebrews and spoken word and piano music. And I'll share a testimony or we'll go through um, the Sermon on the Mount or, or I have one program called Journey Through the Gospel. where We start in Genesis and then in Revelation and we voyage through some highlights of the Bible and proclaim Christ crucified. And again, the heart just being again to get God's word out there, to testify to the gospel of the grace of God and proclaim the excellencies of him who, who's called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so, yeah, um, if you don't mind, I just want to share kind of some praise reports just over the past year or so. I've really been doing a lot of travel with the piano ministry with that branch of Adam's Road and really seeing God working and may this be an encouragement to any of you Christians who um, have a call or feel, you know, a, a desire to serve the Lord in a certain capacity that um, his word doesn't return void. And so we want to center what we do around the proclamation of his word and loving people. Well, um, I'm going to stop you here and just yeah. um, give the audience a, a little background um, with this gift, Matt um, had an inordinate interest in the piano. And typically at age two, he would sit in a diaper at the keys. At five, he begged for piano lessons. At six, he started transposing little things like um, row, row, row your boat. By eight, he was composing. By 12, he had his first copyrighted um, piece of music. And my thing as a Mormon mom was, this is really an unusual gift, right? This guy will probably be a concert pianist, be a professor of music, travel the world, right, with his piano. And then when Matt got radically saved, actually while he was at Brigham Young University, the honor code there says that if you disaffiliate with Mormonism, then you cannot stay. So Matt actually left BYU at the start of his senior year and took this gift that God had given him and it went into honoring the Lord. And it has been the most amazing thing for a mother to watch all of this unfold. But God surely gave him this gift from the beginning for this purpose. Yeah, yeah. And kind of a cool thing when I first got saved, um, and I felt that call to walk away from BYU and those pursuits and that accolade of, you know, finishing my piano performance degree. I didn't know what God had in store for me. I didn't know if he was calling me away from music altogether, if he was going to um, allow me to utilize that. But I remember very early on as a saved believer uh, that the Lord kind of instilled um, some very clear directives, or I guess, or kind of almost like a vision in a sort of, certain sort of way where he showed me that, you know, how he wanted to use me and how it was going to impact people's lives. Um, showed me enough for me to kind of have this feel in the sense that, okay, God was calling me into music ministry and he wanted me to utilize 
that that gift he had given me as a musician, as a pianist, um, to serve the church, to edify the church, and to proclaim Jesus. And so um, it's kind of been fun over the years, kind of walking by faith, not by sight, kind of seeing how that would kind of unravel, but not really ever imagining it turning out kind of anything near like it's turned out and just really really excited and grateful to god that he's kind of opened some of the doors that he has and so so tell us what you do yeah so i i memorize a lot of scripture and i just put scripture to music and i i basically narrate the story of the gospel i I play piano music and speak god's word at the same time and i'm kind of tell a musical story of the grace of god in various different ways and as well as share my testimony of jesus and so it's mainly just kind of like another iteration of what we do as a as a full team as adams wrote as well um except through song instead of through song i do it through like playing the piano and speaking but um at any rate yeah so over the last year or so i've been all over the country doing that and uh, kind of cool to see how god brings people along the way uh, how his timing is perfect um i met a an older LDS gentleman in Priest River, Idaho, um, last winter, and he came and heard the gospel through this piano ministry presentation, heard my testimony, and after the service, he he had talked to the pastor there at the church and asked if he could have some one-on-one time with me, and so in the back, there's this like little nursery room where like the crying babies go and stuff, and so I remember after the service, um, for about an hour, he just sat there one-on-one and he just had so many questions. He was so excited. You could really tell God was working in his life. And, and that time with an end, that time with and ended with, with me getting to pray with him for him to receive Christ. And so fast forward now almost a year later and, and this brother in Christ, he is on fire for the Lord Jesus. And he's still attending that church where um, I initially met him when he, at the time he was an active LDS man. And now he's born again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and his wife is still LDS, but it's just so cool to see um, God working in people's lives and how he'll place certain people at just the right time to be in your path so that you can share how God's changed you. And that can be an encouragement for somebody else. Um, Another example, I was in Elko, Nevada recently, actually um, last this earlier this year. And um, there was an 18 year old boy who got saved during the piano ministry presentation the presentation is called journey through the gospel and um he he went up to his pastor afterwards and told him how the lord had worked uh, through the proclamation of the gospel message and he the pastor was just so excited and he got with me afterwards and i was able to talk with this young man and really just encourage him and praise god with him for what he had worked in him now it's kind of interesting because this kid had grown up in the christian church right and it just kind of makes me think of when jesus says like um what does Jesus say? He says, like, I sent you to reap after which you did not labor, others have labored, and, and you have entered into their labor. It's kind of fun how, like, obviously, you know, this kid's been, you know, people around him and his life has been watering him with the water of God's word, and he's grown him into this point of being ready to receive the grace of God in such a way. And it was just kind of fun to be a small part of that process, right, and to be there and to get to share the good news of Jesus and see how life was transformed and see him come into saving faith um so that was kind of cool i remember being in kokomo indiana not too long ago and a kid in their youth group actually ended up getting saved a couple weeks after the visit and the pastor of that church had reached out to me just to kind of let me know that that when i had come and visited and shared my testimony it initiated a process in this young man 
or he was realizing that he wasn't trusting in Jesus for a salvation, but he was rather trusting in his works and his performance. And he was dealing with having, you know, a lack of assurance. And he said that initiated a process where the pastor honed in on, on really, they started a series at the church initiated. And I think um, inspired by my visit uh, where the where they just went through the gospel in simplicity. They got back to the basics of the good news of Jesus Christ and testified to the gospel, the grace of God. And the kid ended up getting saved a couple weeks later. Um, so kind of fun and exciting. Another, another cool story. Um, there was an LDS man in Northern Utah earlier on this fall. This guy um, has a doctoral degree in piano performance. And he comes up to me before the service. I wish he would have waited till after to tell me this. He's like, hey, I have a darts old degree in piano performance. And he was an active LDS man, kind of an older man. <laughs> and just like, I just came there. I was curious. I wanted to see. So I think he came there more. He was just interested in the musical aspect of it, which is fine, which is great. Just to whatever draws people in to have that opportunity to share Jesus with them. But after the service, he said, wow, I really could resonate i related with your testimony that specific program went through hebrews chapters 9 10 11 and 12 and then i share my testimony in details which centers around a lot of verses in chapters 9 and 10 and um he ended up saying afterwards that he he wanted to um remove his name from the lds or the mormon church roles and he wanted to start attending that church where i administered so it's kind of this out of the blue kind of like praise report and i'm like wait you're LDS? He's like, yeah, yeah. I was, I was just, you know, I, I missed the last couple of weeks, but I've been active up till now, you know, as an LDS person. So he was just like, God, he was on the precipice of, of God doing something new in his life and just like, and not even realizing when I met the man beforehand that he was LDS, right? But kind of hearing afterwards, you know, how God was working in that moment was super encouraging. Um, and just a reminder too, as I've shared some of these experiences, you know, uh, just up to this point, you know, some of these churches, I go and minister and you just assume everybody's Christian, right? You know, what point is it to, to, to share the simplicity of the gospel? Well, first of all, we all need the gospel as believers, right? And it's the blood of Jesus that purges our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And there's there's usefulness and purpose um, and a need to continually hear the, the good news of Jesus Christ and to be uh, renewed in that and to be restored and, and rejuvenated and cleansed through it. And so, um, but the second of all, you just never know who's who doesn't know Jesus as Lord and Savior and how God might work. And so it's just a reminder to me that wherever I am, you know, don't be ashamed to to testify to the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus. Um, it's 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 going to be powerful and effective and work in people's lives. Um, and when, you're, when your dad and I give workshops on how to witness to Mormons, we often go through Pew Institute a few years ago did a study and asked Christians whether it was they were saved by grace alone or whether it was grace plus works. The majority of people who call themselves Christians in the United States actually believe that they need to do something in order to please God that he might save them. Just um, reiterating your point about the gospel is for everyone, right? In, in the church, out of the church. Um, and many folks within the body don't always understand that simple gospel. Yeah. And that's a great point. And like, yeah, I mean, I was at a seventh day Adventist church, for example, not too long ago and same type of thing, right? Um, somebody who seemed like they were um, trusting more so in 
religion and tradition and works than they were in Jesus. And and it was kind of cool talking with this. So this teenage girl was at this uh, event. First of all, I was amazed that I got invited somehow. I got invited to speak in a, and share a minister in a Seventh-day Adventist church because um, that's not normal for our ministry to do that. And so it was kind of a blessing to get to really just share the simplicity of the gospel in that context. And again, seeing how God was working and impacting people there through it. And, and this girl ended up emailing me like the day a day later. Um, actually, you know, I, I could share this little clip of it. And she said, that entire time you spoke and played for once in my life, I felt that burden, all those negative thoughts disappeared. All I could think about was peace and all that nonsense, all that crap in the world didn't matter anymore. She goes on to say, what you performed tonight, including the testimony, captured how real God is. And I know it's impacted my life. And she goes on to say, I want to thank you for showing me God in a way I couldn't have imagined. Mm-hmm. And so again, that's, it's not about me. It's, it's about Jesus being exalted. And, and, and when we're faithful to just share the simplicity of the gospel, the grace of God, and just share his word, it's not going to return void. And it was super, and it's always encouraging when, when you're hearing how people are being impacted and changed through God's word. And that's, again, that's the calling of our ministry is to testify to the gospel, the grace of God. Yes, I have a specific heart for the LDS, but honestly, like for me, it's more about just wherever God calls me, I want to um, be faithful to to his word and to sharing his word in a way that um, is honorable to him and that um, doesn't take away from his glory. And so I'm grateful to get to do this. Um, and in Arizona, though, specifically when it, you know, coming back to another LDS person I connected with recently when I was in Arizona in October. So in addition to these piano ministry presentations, occasionally I'll do like these PowerPoint train PowerPoint trainings as well with the piano ministry. And the church asked me to do one of these during their Sunday school in the morning. And this is supposed to be a training for Christians about witnessing to LDS people, right? And um, I got maybe 10 minutes into the training and I'm noticing like the body language of someone in the sitting there that, you know, something's going on and she is just all of a sudden she's in tears and then she's walking out of the hall and then she comes back later on. and, and um, But she sits through the whole thing. And and then after she comes up to me and she she's an LDS woman, she's like 25, a return Mormon missionary. And she's just like, I have so much doubt. I don't know if the Mormon church is true. Like, I'm so scared. I don't know what to do. Right. And so I was able to just talk with her for a little bit before the service started. And I encouraged her lovingly to come back to the event that night where we were going to be going journeying through the book of Hebrews. And I, I, and I shared my personal story of how Jesus touched me and impacted me um, and saved me. Right. And so I remember just sharing God's word and going through the, the good news and going through portions of the book of Hebrews and just getting a glimpse, glimpse of, of how God was working in her. And just as, as she's just sitting there in tears and, and I'm knowing God's working in, in a certain way in her life. And then, and then after the service, um, I'm able to talk with her at length for, you know, maybe a half hour, maybe an hour. And, um, and she was an entirely different person than she was that morning, but just seeing how uh, the message of the gospel, the grace of God is transforming people in real time. And then we got to talking about well, what's the next step? You know, if, 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 if I'm receiving Jesus or if I'm trusting in this gospel, what are the implications of that? And um, what does that mean about my relationships with my family? What does that mean about my life in general? And what kind of cost is that going to have for me? Right. And so she's starting to think about, well, well, I, well shoot, that means I need to tell my parents about it. Like, when am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? Was this ever something that you faced? Were you scared about it? And so, 
it was fun to be able to relate with her and say, you know what, you know, I struggled. I totally get with what you're going through. I can empathize with a lot of this. And I told about my own struggles and my own journey of coming out of Mormonism and, and how, you know, I was afraid to openly confess that because I, I didn't want to um, lose the approval of men. I didn't want to lose relationships. And so I told her about that journey that I had and some of the scripture verses that helped encourage me and walk me through discovering the sufficiency of Jesus Christ, that he is enough and whatever gain I had, I can count as loss compared to the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus. And so it was fun to be able to share that with her and encourage her to put all of her trust in Jesus in that walk of discipleship and, and knowing that uh, when she openly confessed that before her family, that uh, it might be difficult, it might be hard, but that Jesus would walk her through that and give her the peace that she needs. Well, it's I'm, interesting that um, so many times, you know, we speak with Christians and a lot of times Christians just do not realize how hard it is to come out of Mormonism. You know, I always tell people, it's not like going from a Baptist to a Methodist or a Methodist to a Presbyterian. I said, it's a huge paradigm shift and that everything that you've known is turned upside down. It's like, you know, in Lynn's book, Unveiling Grace, how the Mormon temple is upside down because what we used to think was up is really down. And what was really down, the concept of grace, is really up. And mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just amazing how you have to help people understand and let God's work, you know, I mean, you know, show people through the word and let God do all the converting. But but it's interesting, having traveled with you, uh, heard your presentations uh, and traveled with you through um, uh, Adams Road, and you would do these piano presentations in Adams Road. I've spoken with so many, most of them women who were professionals in pian uh, being a pianist. And they said, I have never heard anything like this except maybe in New York and Carnegie Hall or someplace. Like, this was just amazing. So God has given you a gift, Matt. And God has given you a gift of intellect to be able to quote scriptures for like 60 minutes and play the piano at the same time. It's just an amazing gift. And I, I think uh, you came up with an album years ago. Maybe it's called Hands for War. Is that does that ring a bell? Is that a, a quote out of the Old Testament? Um, and you know, God has used your hands to preach the gospel. It's amazing, and He's used your mind and your mouth to do that. Also, it's a combination, and it's it's a it's a treat. So anybody who's out there who uh, is listening, uh, if if Matt, just tell people how to get in touch with you so you can come and give these presentation because it's something you will never, a, a pastor or a congregation or whoever it might be would never regret. It's it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing of drawing people to Jesus. So what's a good way to get in contact with you, Matt? Sure. Um, you can go to our website, adamsroadministry.com, and you can specifically contact me um, through piano at adamsroadministry.com or my own name, Matt, at adamsroadministry.com um, and you can get in touch with me that way and uh, be happy to go anywhere if anyone you know is at a church somewhere or if you're a pastor and you're interested in uh, this type of thing um, we'd love to come and share testimony in god's word share the gospel of the grace of god we're down to the last three or four minutes um did you want to talk about the adams road podcast that you do sure yeah so 
We have various branches with Adams Road. I don't think I mentioned much about our full team, but our full team, uh, we're a group of uh, Lila, Micah, and Joseph and I, and we go out, we tour around the country, and we share testimonies of the, the grace of God, and we uh, write songs and produce songs as well, and we offer all that for free, and you can download our music and our materials for free from our website, adamsroadministry.com. Adams Road Podcast is another kind of branch of that. It's like a radio ministry. And we have a radio presence uh, in Reno, Nevada, but it's also a weekly podcast where we release new content every week. And that content primarily consists of teaching content. And we're going verse by verse right now through the book of Acts, as well as um, Adams Road piano and Adams Road songs. And, yeah, spoken word. You can enjoy that. And that is something you can get by just looking on your podcast app and searching Adams Road podcast. Do you have any advice the last couple of minutes here for folks who have been Mormon missionaries who might be questioning their LDS faith? Yeah. Um, I'd say just um, get in the Bible, get in the New Testament and just read God's word. Jesus says the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. That's from John 6 verse 63. Um, and it'll change your life. I know um, if you're LDS and you've been raised with a certain mentality of, you know, what is the source for truth? And you look at all the extra biblical sources, whether that's the Book of Mormon or the Doctrine and Covenants or your leaders, I'd say um, I'd give you a challenge to just set all that aside and kind of try to take a fresh look at the Bible without all those preconceived notions and just approach Approach the Bible as a child with his father saying, you know, God, I want to learn something from your word and see what happens. God's word has, has changed my life. and I found a relationship with Jesus through um, what he offers. And Matt came home from BYU when he started discovering these things. He and his girlfriend came home to visit us on the weekends. Uh, we had been challenged to read the word as well. And um, we all began to discover the word together. And uh, salvation came to our household. And nothing's ever been the same. Well, I love you, kid. And um, God turns whatever might not look good um, to, to good for his purposes when the Holy Spirit lives in you. Grace and peace to you, family. And may God bless. I love you, Matt. Keep it up. Love you, too.